You're listening to The Strength's Journey, an interview and conversation series between myself, Andrew Mayer, the creator of the Harlequin Method, and Andres Lombard, the executive coach and facilitator for the Strengths Institute in South Africa. Here, you get to be a fly on the wall and listen to our conversation as myself and Andres explore various thought-provoking perspectives of how our minds make sense of the world that we live in. See if you can orientate yourself as we let you in on our private conversations. Are those love languages expressed through a particular talent theme or is it part of that matrix and then how you express it? In this episode, myself and Dress take a look at relationships and include the perspective of the five love languages as a relationship platform, a book written by Gary Chapman. And we look at this from the strengths perspective and a Harlequin experience perspective. Through these next few episodes, I simply poke and provoke at the idea of the conventional and traditional relationship. See if you can pick this up as we go beyond the idea of what a traditional or a conventional relationship is made of. For me, when it comes down to relationships and the Harlequin experience perspective, it is to get to the essence of you and the essence of your partner. And how do we get past these constructs or these ideas of who and what we are? Dries also shed some amazing light on this from his personal and strengths perspective. Perhaps if I can ask a provoking question, do you really believe that the way you behave or the way that you show up is who you are? Through my experience and exploration of this topic, this is not necessarily who you are. It is simply the way you are. Who actually wrote the book? Chapman, Gary Chapman. So yeah, if, if, are, you, are you familiar with the book of, of yeah. Gary Chapman, The Five Love Languages? Yeah, in the way that I, I read it and uh, I've applied it in, in work that I've done, done a couple of workshops on it. And from time to time, when uh, the context is, is right, I use it in my coaching, when it's relevant. Um, I think it's a pretty important part of understanding self and others, where you come from in terms, it's called love languages, which is cool, but essentially it's what you need. So and essentially what you need is, is a talent as well. Talent is much better expressed in what do you need than what do you give because whatever you give comes from what you need or receive if that makes sense makes sense let's let's put it in in, in a context of in the context of our audience in the sense of either people that have gone through a harlequin experience mm-hmm. and people that have touched strengths mm-hmm. When it comes to our relationships and let's say the love languages, are those love languages expressed through a particular talent theme or is it part of that matrix and then how you express it? Is this something that's either connected to it or is it something that's, if I could use the word, separate from it? In other words, is it a different, is it in a different column? Is it in a different place or does it get expressed through... In other words, let's, let's play a different game. If I have a matrix of um, my talent theme, so whether mm-hmm. it's my top 10, whatever my matrix is, would I exp- does that have any relation to how mm-hmm. I express it or how, is it, how does that connect to, let's say, five love languages? I don't know if that makes a, yeah. a better question or a better context for it. Yeah, so without like <laughs> over, overstating it, everything 
you can you can connect everything back to your talent mix mm -hmm. and <clears throat> in some instances uh, to one specific talent at play when it's very strong or contextually play in a very strong way so so when we look at the five love languages being receiving of gifts or giving gifts quality time physical touch acts of service words of affirmation uh, some of them directly linked to some of your talent themes being high mm -hmm. and also could link to some of it being very low a non-pattern which means you will even resist or be blind to a, a specific love language in in the other sense so um, there's a direct correlation that you can pick up as an affirmation so I won't word use a strength profile to determine a love language okay I'll use the love language assessment for that but then I'll confirm where it comes from in terms of a talent being well or mismanaged or someone being aware of unaware so I'll make the connection between it give me give you an example for instance someone is high on relator um, relator being someone that that's actually what I call a private professional. They, they tend to be more introverted than extroverted. Yeah. Gets along with everyone, but their relationships is very structured in terms of the need for trust and loyalty. So they have different areas, again, something else, the, the areas of, of your relational um, thinking and need, being intimate space, uh, personal space, social space, and public space. Now, relators function from the inner two, which is intimate and personal. And they get along with everyone simply because they, they position them, consciously or unconsciously, on a level. Okay. So if, you're, if, if I'm a high relator and you're a friend that I have and see socially from time to time somewhere, you're definitely not within my inner circle. You're not in my personal space, you're in my social space, and I know that. So when I see you, it's great. And we get along great, okay? Uh, even with a colleague, same thing. That does not mean that I will think of you as a great friend or invite you even over. I won't do that. Because also with relators, your uh, inner intimate space very limited. Mm -hmm. You don't have a lot of capacity for it. There's a few people that you will allow in, and there's a boundary. There's a boundary between uh, the, the personal and intimate and the social and, and public. Taking that to love languages, you will get that um, relators will often strongly relate, pun intended, to uh, quality time. What is... What is quality time for a relator then? So quality time will be spending time with specific people yeah. in a specific way of quality of conversation or even of silence, but being with someone in a specific setting that, um, that I fill with quality because you are present, not because anything else is happening. Okay. Okay. So quality time won't necessarily be going to the movies with people, although it could be, but it's not tied to an event at all. Okay. Okay. 
it's tied quality time would be I'm spending time with you now because you are the essence of my love language uh, and for relators that will tie to usually intimate family first spouses children parents whatever mm -hmm. and then go out to a couple of friends as a rule of thumb I when I ask relators who do you like to spend time with uh, it's very seldom more than five people that they can immediately tell you oh. they're very limited yeah um, but as I said again they, they they get along with everyone they're nice people they're mm -hmm. nice to see nice to be with so in that sense you can affirm or confirm a, a talent theme with a love language of, of for instance, uh, quality time. And then when a relator is mismanaged, mm -hmm. it means you turn a boundary into a barrier. So then a relator would struggle to socialize or struggle to trust anyone. So that's also like there won't be, as you said, more introversion than, than extroversion. Yeah, sure. Although introversion and extroversion is not directly linked to how you connect or integrate with people. If you really want to know if you're an introvert or extrovert, ask yourself, how do you recharge? Mm -hmm. That's where it connects. Mm -hmm. So when you are tired or go on a vacation, what do you prefer to do? Mm -hmm. That would indicate if, if, you, if you want to really recharge with a few people, close family or friends or on your own. You're, you're an introvert. introvert and you may have a job that you work with strangers and lots of people all the time yes. and you do it well. You do it well. But there's something draining about it for you. Yeah. You know, you work through other strengths. Um, and so you can, for instance, uh, to just take another one, um, if we take uh, words of affirmation, yeah, it often ties to talent themes like significance, Mm. or woo being winning others over um, so it ties to uh, people who like to see people pleased and happy and who would like to be pleased and be happy amongst people mm -hmm. much more you your your extrovert type of people yeah um, but words of affirmation usually ties to a talent that you want to be affirmed you want to hear that you are good enough you want to hear it often so words like i love you all the time yes or, yeah or, or even andrew it can be as simple as a thank you you know just uh, thank you i made you some tea thank you thank you for some of that's important and you'll get that someone who's got that need would start to if you don't get the small things you'll start to feel deprived in the big things as well yeah but it starts with the small things the small thank yous um, so, you know, if you get a talent theme like, like uh, significance, who's, who's got an energy and a need to do significant things and be significant in the world, be significant towards other people, mm -hmm. they love to be seen as significant, therefore be affirmed, words of affirmation, okay. and be praised. Okay? Now, when mature and well-managed, it's... It's not excessive, so you will be able to to handle that in a way that that would not come over to people as that you are needy or or kind of a narcissist or whatever. Yeah. 
when, <laughs> let me say it, when Miss Money to get Donald Trump, you know, who's, in my view, extremely high on something like significance, and he thrives on words of affirmation in such a way that he, he gives it to himself. He tells himself what a great guy he is every time <laughs> and how, how well he's doing. That self-love, that narcissism mm -hmm. that, that comes through. Well, that's, yeah, now my, my mind starts to split off again when you hear that. It's like, is it the difference between, you know, narcissism or being narcissistic, being selfish? Mm -hmm. Isn't this a good, you know, some people have the argument going, but that's, isn't that high self-esteem? Isn't that something that's, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. um, is it not a good thing? I mean, in many ways, just him telling himself that all the time, effectively, he's president sure. of the United States. And so now, wouldn't that, as an argument behind that, just mean something different? Or Sure. I Personally, I, I have a, an opinion on that and a line that's very clear to me mm -hmm. when I observe people or coach people on that line. Um, it's it's all okay if you have that that healthy or even wealthy self-image um, and and comfortable with with praising yourself in that sense it's a difference and w whenever you can you have to tie it to bringing someone else down okay and I think not being not him being now the center of the topic but if we use trump as a, an example no wait, well you need examples exactly you so need an example the example of him that everybody knows he will most often tie to bring someone else down giving them a, a, a funny nickname or or just telling someone this is stupid so and so or whatever which shows you a lack in himself yes um and so you you it's not about him being okay with himself. It's him being only okay if you're not okay. Then I'm okay. If I break you down, I feel better. I feel better. Um, so I, I won't build you up unless I build you up because of me. So if I, for instance, in Trump, employ you in my cabinet, I'll tell you and it will what a great guy you, you are. Mm -hmm. Not because you are, but I employed you. I'm the great guy. When I then three months later fire you, I'll tell the whole world what an asshole you are. Okay, how, ba how bad you've been for yes. the last three months, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll tie it towards all you. It's not me. You fooled me. Yes. You know, etc. Et so there's a blame aspect in that. Exactly. So yeah. that, that's how, how, how I distinguish between, between those things. Getting back to love languages, um, again, it's... it's it's the so what question that comes in. If you do any assessment, if we talk about love languages or strengths aligning to it, you can you can have a nice game and conversation and, and you know assessment on okay, so this is relater and it's uh, words of affirmation or deeds of service or gifts or whatever. Mm -hmm. So what if I know that? Mm. You know? Um, and if you go beyond awareness, you you get to a point where you say okay, how does this affect my life and my environment? my awareness of it. Mm -hmm. How does it affect my relationships, uh, my love life, uh, the type of language I always use? How does it affect my needs? Where does a need come from? Or, mm -hmm. or feeling deprived. And also in terms of being aware of blind spots. Because if we talk love languages, then often what you don't need, you don't observe. Yes. What you need, you observe fully. Absolutely. Again, I'll take myself as, as an example. Uh, the 
love language of receiving gifts is so low with me that I don't even think it will pick up on any chart. Um, I have no need to receive a gift. To the extent that when I do receive a gift, impromptu, not on my birthday when my kids give me at school, but if someone will just give me a gift, I'm irritated. I go like, why did you spend money on something for me? You sure. Know, rather, don't spend money and all of that. Don't give me something. Spend time with me. Yes. Because I like quality time. Get to know me. I like to get to know you. Which means I'm totally blind for the need of gifts in others. So, <laughs> yes, yeah. which <laughs> I can tell you story on story over being married for 22 years of me missing that part in, in my marriage of buying my wife something on a, you know, kind of engagement or birthday or celebration. Of course, I just don't see it. I see it as going to her, giving her a hug, telling her I love you, whatever. Then going on. Yes. Because that's what I need, that's what I give. She goes like, you did not give me anything. Yeah. Uh, oops, you know. So, and then for me even to buy the appropriate gift is, is extremely difficult. Um, and even that I can tie then to, to non-patterns mm. um, in that sense. So I have... My, actually, my lowest talent theme, my number 34, is, is, is uh, a talent of uh, includer, which plays out with me a lot within uh, material things as well. I, I have no need to be included mm -hmm. generally, only specifically with people I choose to be included. But don't invite me to mm -hmm. anything, please. I'm, I'm fine on my own, unless there's a reason and I know what the reason is. So... If that's mismanaged, it also becomes extremely self-centered. So one must be aware of that. So in that sense, in my mind, I don't include people in, in terms of telling them something with a gift. I just don't. My mind, I need to force my mind to go there. Yeah. Uh, remind myself to go there. Um, so, yeah, you, you, you can get clear patterns between this. Again, the point is not drawing the line in patterns and playing with matrices. Mm -hmm. The point is, 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 is growth and interaction <clears throat> and relationships and knowing where you come from and how, and how do you manage that? And also when it's, it's another thing I think we should touch on when it's okay to be okay with who you're not. Yes. So here's one thing I firmly believe well-roundedness is totally overrated. <laughs> okay. Um, we're not we're not created or supposed to be great at everything. Mm -hmm. um, we're actually so unique that there's a very specific uh, kind of way that we live and project ourselves. Very unique to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And if we don't explore that every day and find it, we miss out on a lot. If we try to be more than we can or should in terms of well-rounded, adding things we see from other people, because then I'm fuller you're not fuller in terms of adding more mm -hmm. in a generalized sense you're fuller in, in in terms of growing from who you are in that direction so even if i now talk about me being uh, high on for instance um quality time and low on on gifts that's okay so i'm not going to try to become the gift giver okay uh, I, I just won't. 
and people who love and know me will always also have grace with me. Sure. Because I don't do that. That's fine. And I appreciate them having that grace for knowing me mm. and allowing me to be who I am. And what if the inverse is true? That Let's say you're in a, in a relationship where it seems to be opposite. You're not a gift giver, but they love receiving gifts. Exactly. Then what? Yeah. Exactly. So that's what I just went to with, with me and my wife. She's one of her prime love languages is, would be gifts, mm -hmm. receiving gifts. And I'm blind to it. So again, here comes the question, uh, do, do you want to be acknowledged for who you are at all times and everyone must be fine with that? Mm -hmm. Do you love someone so much to move out of your comfort and to bless them even out of a blindness or a deficit and to reach out and play to their love language. But mm -hmm. you can only do it if you know it. I can only do it if I know, if I project yes. my love language on her. Yes. Uh, it's, it becomes very self-centered. So then I expect her to be just to play to my end or the other way around. Well, just to play a bit of devil's advocate here again is, isn't that what relationships are? Is for me to project my stuff onto you? Mm -hmm. So that you'll meet my needs and you do the same. Yes, but is it not a both end? Um, I agree with you. It's projecting who you are and someone else. Yeah. It's not a place that I agree with. I yeah. just watch a, the, what I'd call the common relationship. Sure. That's what we do yes. we're in constant conflict because I you're think, still not meeting me. And I think that that's essentially if, if I'm comfortable with someone in loving them, mm. I'll be comfortable with projecting myself onto them. But it doesn't end there. Mm. I'll also have a radar in terms of what do you need and how can I bend or stretch mm. my time, my energy, my thoughts, etc. To, to meet needs within you. Stay tuned for our next episode. This episode was brought to you by Be Limitless and the Strengths Institute. For more on this topic, visit strengths.institute forward slash web and be limitless.co.za.